You are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Mark Carpenter, who is a book author, who is a consultant, a speaker, uh, and he is speaking about a very important and very interesting topic for me, and I think that for many of us, storytelling. So today we're going to speak about storytelling in business. Hi, Mark. It's great to have you on Ideas and Leaders. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. So, Mark, how did you start with uh, with the storytelling? What is your story? How did you get to where you are right now? Well, you you projected that there would be a story about this, and and there is, and just like there is for all of us, that we all have these stories of how we got to where we are. I think storytelling was kind of in, ingrained in me very early as someone who loved to read. My mother was a reading teacher, and so I've always loved story. And I started my career in corporate public relations and marketing communications, and so a lot of that job is telling the story of your organization to its various publics. I transitioned a couple of decades later into teaching and facilitating, where again, storytelling is a really key component to help people really understand key concepts. And then I just got this idea from my wife, actually. I was uh, talking to her about how I, I felt like I wanted to write a book. I'd helped somebody else write a book. And she's, she said, well, I know what you should write the book on. And I said, what, what do you mean? I'm not even sure what I should write the book on. And she said, no, you need to write a book about how you take everyday experiences and turn them into stories that can teach important principles. And so she kind of cued me in on that. And I started talking to other people about it. And they said, yeah, that's a great idea. And that put me on the path of really researching what it is about storytelling that makes it so impactful. And how do you actually take these real life experiences and turn them into stories? It's something that I developed fairly naturally, but I found out that there's a lot of research and there's a lot of best practices around doing that. And so that's what we put into the book, Master Storytelling. Perfect. So I would really love to, to hear more about the, the book, Master Storytelling, how to turn your experiences into stories that teach, lead and inspire. And it is a great story actually about your wife, because I think that many times other people who are close to us and who see us and who know us, they know ourselves better and they can tell our story better than we can. We think that, oh, I don't have anything to share. I don't know what I should share. And then if we ask people, they would find, you know, they would see so many ideas in us. So this is, I think, one of the one of the things how we can find our stories. But we are speaking to people in, in business, to leaders, entrepreneurs, those are the people who are listening to us. How would you persuade them? Why should they use storytelling in their everyday life? Well, this is why the subtitle of the book is turning your every, how to turn your everyday experiences into stories that teach, lead, and inspire. That, that's what we do as leaders, is we regularly need to teach, lead, and inspire. If, if I were to do the book again today, I might add sell in there too, teach, lead, sell, and inspire. And that's what we do. And stories have the great ability uh, and capacity to be able to do that. 
a lot of times I do hear business leaders say, oh, I don't have time for this storytelling. I just need to tell people what to do and they just need to do it. Well, that's great, but people also need to know the why of what they're doing. We, we as leaders tend to say, here's what you need to do. Here's how you need to do it. Go do it. And people may do it, but they don't do it with the same kind of passion if they understand why. Storytelling gives you the why. It helps people understand what, what the purpose is behind what they're doing. Um, I read an article recently. I looked for it today and I, I couldn't find it because I wanted to reference it specifically on the podcast, but it was about an accounting firm that found that they were losing a lot of people. People weren't very passionate. People were just kind of doing their job, crunching the numbers as it were. And so they came up with this idea to find stories from their history of how they've really helped people and organizations. And they had some great stories from their past about helping people as they recovered from World War II. And some of the response they got from their employees was, this is great and inspiring, but what about today? What's happening now? And so they solicited ideas from employees and they thought they'd get, oh, a hundred or so ideas of ways that they were helping businesses and individuals to succeed. And they got thousands of ideas. And so they started to publish these and what they found was that it really unified the workplace and it helped them understand the reason they were coming to work. It wasn't just to crunch some numbers. It was to help people. It was to make a difference in the world. And that changes how people feel about their work and it changes the level of engagement they will give in their work. Yeah, I think that many people have this barrier, especially when we are speaking about business leaders. They think that maybe if I use storytelling that I will not be treated too serious or not so professional. I need to focus on the numbers. I need to focus on logical arguments. What would you say to, to people who have to have this feeling about storytelling? Yeah, it's not an either or is what I would tell them. Because yes, we need to share numbers. We need to have logical arguments. But people typically don't buy or act on logic. They act on emotion. And then they justify with logic. So yes, you need the logic in there. You need the numbers. But if you really want people to act, the story is what moves them off of that point. The other thing is you're, is you're leading. You want people to remember certain things and to act on them. There's a great study that was done where they took a group of uh, graduate students. They divided them into three separate groups. And one group, they gave them information just as data. They just verbally gave them the information. The second group, they gave them the information and they showed it to them in graphs and charts, which is one of those leadership things we do, right? We create colorful charts. We mm -hmm. put things in graphs. The third group, they gave them the information in the form of a story. And then they checked in weeks later with them to see how they remembered, how they felt about that information. And surprisingly, they found that the first two groups remembered about the same amount and with about the same degree of accuracy. The third group, the group that got it in the form of a story, remembered more of the information, remembered it more accurately. And the third point that was surprising to me was they found it more credible than the other two groups did. So think about that as a leader. If you want people to remember what you say, remember it accurately and find it credible, which will lead them to act on it, storytelling is a great skill to use to, to help with that. It's not going to replace data. It's not going to replace uh, factual, logical arguments. It's going to supplement and augment those, but it's going to help sink 
the message in to people's hearts and minds in a much more effective way. Yes, absolutely. And when, uh, for example, I'm speaking with with people about famous TED talks, and uh, I've been in in or TEDx organization for for many years now, so we know that yeah, we need to have some stories in there, and we need to have some facts. But basically, TEDx talks they are evidence based. They all need to be based in well, some on some facts, science. So there are no just stories or, or you know inspirational speeches and transformational so the, it is just evidence-based and what people say is that about famous TED talks oh I remember this TED talk about the, this story about when she told about her childhood or I remember the story about his career or something so they remember stories they don't necessarily remember those facts and, and evidence and the, the, those other number of things that prove and they that actually give them the idea and give them the call to action, but they still remember the story. Even if they heard this TED Talk like 10 years ago, they, they say, oh, yeah, I remember this TED Talk, right? So it, it sticks. And that's the perfect example that the TED Talks are based on good, factual, research-based arguments but what sticks with people is the story. And that's what's motivating and inspiring to them. And one of the reasons for that, this is one of the things I found in, in researching the book, was that when people listen to stories, it actually uses more portions of their brain than when they listen to data or facts or logical arguments. It, it, there's about three parts of your brain that are engaged when you're listening to factual arguments and, and data. There's up to seven parts of your brain that are engaged when you're listening to a story, including tapping into your memory system. And your memory system is closest to the emotional centers of your brain. And that's why we remember them more. That's why we act on them more and find them more credible is because those stories connect into our own memories and our own lives. That's why those real life stories are impactful. You mentioned the example of someone saying, oh, I remember that story from her childhood. Well, likely they remember it well because they were connecting that back to their childhood. And yeah. we've all had a childhood. So we can make those connections with other people. And honestly, this is how we connect as human beings too. This connects us as people. So if you want to connect with your people as a leader, storytelling is a way to do that. Yes, absolutely. We we feel this compassion. If, if the story is sad, we feel the sadness and we think about our sad moments. The story is funny. We think about our happy moments. So yeah, indeed, indeed. And that's why the, it sticks. So uh, we know many great storytellers and we we see we, we see TED Talks and uh, we see amazing speakers and we think, oh, I will never do it th like this or I, I'm not a storyteller. So I think that many people, they have this feeling that you need to be born with this or you need to have a talent or you need to learn to do this. So what would you recommend to our listeners how to start, how to break this barrier? The first way to break the barrier is just, just try it, just, just do it. And because of the power that we've been talking about in stories, you don't even have to be perfect at it for it to have impact. The other thing I would remind people is I don't know that any of us are born with certain gifts. We develop them somewhere along the way. In fact, let me ask you, Elena, the first time you did a podcast, the first time you hosted a podcast, 
were you as good at it as you are now? Oh my God, I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably listen back on some of those episodes and think, oh no, what was I doing? Yes, I was terrified and I, I had everything written down and I was so, you know, stiff and I, I was, I planned every word, word by word, because, you know, when you're doing something in the beginning, it is always like that, right? But thank you for this memory. And it's, <laughs> and it's yeah, I didn't mean to pull anything painful back, but, <laughs> but it's the same way with storytelling. Then the first time it may be a little uncomfortable, but how do you get better? You get better by doing it by getting feedback, by learning from your mistakes, and by getting some coaching or getting some direction from people that are better at it, watching people who are better at it, better at it and learning from them. I mean, I, I wrote the book, but I'm still practicing. I'm still learning. I'm still developing. I'm still listening to other people and learning from them. It's an ongoing process like any other skill. And so just think of any, if, if you're hesitant on storytelling, Think of any skill that you've developed before and the value you have in actually having that skill it is far more than the challenge of gaining that skill in the first place. And storytelling will be the same way. It'll be hard at first if you're just learning, if you're just starting out on this. But the more you do it, the better you get, the better results you're going to get from that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for this inspiration. We just need to start doing something to, to become better and better. And I think that also we don't know where to find those stories. So what to, I was wondering, what are you suggesting in your book? Where can we actually look for those stories and how we can remember them after after something happens? You know, we, we do a little exercise in our master storytelling workshop where we ask people, where do you come up with stories? And the most common answer we get is, well, everywhere, <laughs> because they are. Our lives are just a series of little stories and little events that happen to us. But one of the tips that I give to people is look for a moment where you have an emotional reaction to something. You mentioned earlier that when we listen to somebody else's story, we connect into that emotion of the story, whether it was happy or sad or frightened. So look for those moments that you have an emotional reaction to there's likely a lesson embedded within that moment that you can use at some future time. And then take note of those moments. I have a little uh, folder in my notes app on my phone and it's called stories for someday. And when something happens, I just take note of it and put it in there because I'll be able to use it at, at, a, at any given time. Uh, I had a funny experience with my four-year-old granddaughter a couple of weeks ago where she was trying to tell me something. She was so excited about it and she just couldn't get the words out of her mouth because she was so excited. And her mother, my daughter, was standing next to me and said to her, honey, just take a breath. And the four-year-old looks at her mom, holds both of her index fingers up and says, mom, I'll breathe in a minute, okay? And she didn't make the connection between if she took a breath now, it would actually help her to get through what she was trying to get through. And we laughed at that thing. We thought it was funny. I was thinking about it a week later and said to myself, Oh my goodness, we do that in life. We get so busy doing things, we know we should stop and take a breath, but we don't. We try to plow through. And so remember, take a breath. Take a breath in those moments that's going to help you. When we just have those little moments in our lives, we can turn them into great lessons if we're just looking for them and being, being aware of them. 
um, there's a there's a resource that that I provide for everybody through our website that's called the Story Catcher, and it kind of helps cue people for that to look for those moments in your life that you have experiences that bring up an emotion and capture those moments. Uh, the other direction that I would give to people is if you have a specific topic that you need to teach, lead, sell, or inspire around, just keep that topic in your mind and look for experiences that teach that lesson, that lead to that point. And it's really an interesting thing. Everybody that I give that advice to, they come back to me within a couple of weeks and they say, I found something. So something came up because when you're looking for it, it's almost like the universe sends it to you. It, it'll be there just because you're paying attention to it and you're looking for something to illustrate a point that you're trying to make. Yes, absolutely. This, uh, I, uh, For example, as I started writing a book a couple of months ago and uh, I started look, seeing the signals everywhere in every book that I read and or every TV show that I watch or every conversation I have, I'm like, oh, I have to write about it. I have to write about it. I have to write about it because we keep focusing on it. So I think that it works. Uh, it, it it works same with stories. So when we focus on a specific topic, we we can get more about it. So either focusing on the topic or focusing on the emotional reaction that you, you mentioned. Anything else that uh, how we can find those stories? And the other thing is just to keep track of them. You may have an experience that you have an emotional reaction to. You don't know what the lesson is. You don't know what the story really is about there. Just take note of it. Just keep a note someplace. Don't don't rely on your brain to try to remember it. Jot it down someplace and, and keep a catalog of those things. That little document that I have of stories for someday, anytime I'm looking for an idea around something, I will go back to those. And very often I'll find a prompt there that helps me get to the lesson that I'm trying to teach. And so it's, it's really just being conscious of that because our life is just a series of little stories and the extraordinary comes out of those ordinary things that happen in our everyday lives. Yeah, absolutely. So Mark, what would you recommend to our listeners, leaders, business leaders, entrepreneurs who are listening to us, uh, how to start with storytelling, what should we start doing? What should we stop doing to become better storytellers? Well, I think the start doing is being telling your stories with intention. Uh, when we teach storytelling, we're not teaching it just to entertain. It's not for storytelling festivals, but it like the TED Talks that you've mentioned, it is to teach a point, it's to get to a specific lesson to be learned. And so be intentional about what is the lesson I'm trying to, to teach here. Sometimes people think, oh, yeah, I'll tell stories so I can be entertaining and engaging. That's not the kind of stories that we teach about, that we talk about, particularly for business leaders. We want you to have some intention that you're using there. And honestly, that intentionality helps overcome a lot of the problems that I see with people in telling their stories. The problems like, meandering on and on and on and on through the story, telling every detail of the experience before you finally get to a point. Well, people get lost in all those details, but if I know what that end is, if I know what that point is that I'm trying to make, I'll edit the portions out of the experience that don't lead to or serve that point. 
And so that helps us be more direct in the way that we tell our story. But it also helps us to keep in the items that do make that point. And so that's the biggest tip that I can give you. And the biggest mistake that I see people make is not being very intentional about their storytelling. So begin with the end in mind. Start by looking at what's the point that I'm trying to make with this story. And then your story crafting can be a lot easier. So we need to be intentional. We need to look for stories everywhere. Look for our emotional reactions. Look for our topic that we are usually speaking about. And then just write it down somewhere and track it. So, and also the last question I wanted to ask you about the, because you mentioned the the story structure. You mentioned that that people tend to speak and speak and speak. And we have this problem. Many people have this, that they cannot stop. They don't know where to stop. And then they find another story, another story. So what is the structure that you recommend in, especially for the business environment, not to make it too long or too, I know, emotional. So what is the best that we can bring uh, to, to the business storytelling? A lot of people will teach storytelling in this long, complicated process. And the foundation of a lot of that goes Hero back to journey. Hero journey, right? Exactly where I was going, which has something like 18 steps in it. Well, if I'm telling a two and a half, three minute story to help inspire my team to action, I can't fit in 18 steps. I can't remember 18 steps. So we have a three-step process that we teach. And the first step is the introduction. This is setting the stage. This is letting people know who's in the story, how you can relate to them, what the situation is that's going on. Again, this is, as we talked about earlier, going to tap into the memory system of people. And it's going to start connecting you with your audience. The second part is the conflict. So there has to be something that gets in the way of a goal that you've been trying to accomplish, of a goal that you're trying to meet. Maybe that goal is serving a customer well. There's something that gets in the way of that goal. And then the third step is what we call the change. What changes to either overcome that problem or to show that the problem could have been overcome but wasn't. Those are the, what are the mistakes that we made? And what can we learn from those mistake kinds of stories? So that three-step process, the introduction, the conflict, and the change is what we teach people in our workshops and in the book to, to make it simple to structure those experiences into impactful stories. Perfect. Thank you so much. I think it is very valuable for our listeners because sometimes we want to tell something, but we don't know how and uh, uh, so many thoughts in our minds and we want to tell everything and then we don't want to speak too long. So introduction, uh, showing some conflict and then showing a change. And then, of course, explaining why we're telling this story. I think that this is also a very important part that is very often missing, right? And and that's that's the, the change part. That, that's where your intent comes in. That that change should show the lesson that you're trying to get across. That's where your intent comes in, is showing what happened there. And again, very often, those are lessons about mistakes that have been made. And don't be, don't be hesitant to share those lessons too, and those examples. A lot of times leaders say, well, I, 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 can't be too vulnerable. I can't show that I've made this mistake to people because they need to see me as the leader. Your vulnerability is actually going to make you a better leader. 
It's going to make you a more respected leader and an easier person for people to follow. Show the mistakes you've made with the idea of, I don't want you to have to make the same mistakes that I did. And so benefit from my learning experience by not doing this thing that I did, and then have a conversation about what could you have done differently in that situation to have made that better. That's how people learn. That's how people grow. And again, you'll tap into their many different parts of their brains and will really sink it into their memory that way. Yeah, perfect. Mark, so uh, I know that you have this freebie story catcher. Can you tell us once again, uh, where can we find it? And and uh, why should our listeners download it? So come to master-storytelling.com. You have to have a little dash between master and storytelling. To, to get to the right website. And then there's a, a link there for free stuff. And on that free stuff page, we have a download of the story catcher. And for the high price of your email address, because we have to have that to get it to you, um, we will give you this document that really outlines some of the process that I just went through. Where do you find these stories? How do you look for those? How do you capture those? And then what do you do with those stories, those experiences once you've got them to turn them actually into a story. So we give you some of that guidance in a very abbreviated way in that story catcher document that's there. There's also the first chapter of the book that's available free for a download there. And podcast episodes like this will be on that free stuff page as well. So welcome you to come there. Uh, you're welcome to connect with me through LinkedIn. Uh, just look for Mark Carpenter and storytelling and you will find me. I uh, look for the master storytelling book behind my picture on the LinkedIn page, and that's the right one. Um, and would love to connect with you. Have any any questions uh, about storytelling? Would love to help people develop this skill. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mark. We will definitely put all the links under the episode in the show notes so that our listeners can jump there and connect with you and speak more about storytelling. Thank you so much for being an Ideas in Leaders. It was uh, such a pleasure speaking to you and uh, really great value. I, I think that a lot of things are being said about storytelling, but you are telling it in such a structured way that uh, just put, can put people into action immediately. So thank you very much. Thank you, Elena, for leading a great conversation today. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag ideas and leaders. See you in the next episode.